Yeah, so we really focus on education of LearnOps as a driver. Um, so content marketing, whether it's webinars, blogs, ebooks, et cetera. Um, um, so call that tier two. And uh, tier one would be the call to action, start a trial, talk to sales. Um, so that's how we're, we're set up today. You know, different tiers have different SLA reply times by the SDR team, and they'll qualify to the AEs. Um, so traditional kind of inbound model. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the B2B SaaS podcast. I'm your host, Upendra Verma, and today we have Brian Austin with us. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, Ryan, let's get started and let's try to understand what your company does and why customers pay you money. Sure. So we're a, a B2B, we're an enterprise SaaS product, um, really paving the way as the first LearnOps platform, um, selling to corporate learning and development teams. All right. And can you talk a bit about these teams in particular, right? Who exactly are these teams? Are they, you know, like just talk about a couple of use cases, maybe? Sure. So uh, we focus on organizations, thousand plus employees. A lot of the times the, these enterprises, they already have what's called a learning management system in place. Um, think of the learning management system as the delivery platform within the corporate learning and development function. And we're the operation platform to manage actual work. So, you know, in, in other business functions, like DevOps or RevOps, think, think of the operating systems in those fields. We're the operating system for corporate learning and development. Got it. And do, do your customers create content on your platform? Or is it you also providing, you know, some sort of basic content in that LMS? Yeah. So we don't really do anything with uh, content creation or content delivery. We leave those to the authoring tools and to the learning management systems. Um, we're really a work hub for the learning and development function. Got it. Right, so let's move on to your customer base, right? I want to understand, you know, how like sure. how many. So just just help me understand it. Right? How many customers do you have on your platform as of today? Uh, I think we're I think we're at one hundred and eight corporations uh, and, to date, mm -hmm. and all of these are big enterprises with thousand plus you know customers, th thousand plus employees, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's really difficult in L&D. We, we, L&D people pay us per seat and, uh, and different companies have different sized L&D teams. Often it's very decentralized. So the bigger the company, the more L&D teams they have. It's not even just one L&D team. Yeah. And then like approximately just how many seeds do you have on your platform as a whole? Is it like hundred thousand or something or is it? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd have to check. I'm not sure. even sure. Yeah. All right. well, so, we so, have about 108 uh, enterprise customers. Roughly. Got it. Got it. And then just help me explain, right, how big these deals are, right? So I'm assuming it's thousands of people using your platform per company. I know there's going to be a big spread, right? But approximately how big of an ECV deals are we talking about? Is it $10,000? Is it $100,000? Is it a million bucks? Like, approximately where do you sort of close your typical yeah, deal? As we continuously like mature the product, the ACVs grow significantly. Um, you know, this time last year, it was really small, like sub 10. And uh, last month, our average contract value is over 50. Um, uh, so, you know, we're, uh, 
Our, our whole model is land and expand. Yeah, um, yeah we'll come to that in a bit. Maybe if you can just let us know where it is. Is it $50,000 as of today? I know you're going to grow and all of it, right? But Well, as of last month, 50K, yeah. 50K, got it. All right. So uh, are you comfortable sharing your revenue or let's move on? Yeah, no. no all right, all right. That. Yeah. So let's <laughs> move on, right? So I'm, I'm, I I want to specifically focus on your you know sales motion and your retention and expansion strategy. But sure. before that, I also want to touch upon your top of funnel regeneration, right? So where exactly are you sort of finding all of these enterprises, you know, strictly from a top of funnel lead generation perspective? What is that first, first touch point for every new customer who's getting onboarded? Let's talk about that marketing yeah. strategy, of, strategy yeah. of yours. Yeah, so we really focus on education of LearnOps as a driver. Um, so content marketing, whether it's webinars, blogs, ebooks, et cetera. Um, um, so call that tier two. And uh, tier one would be the call to action, start a trial, talk to sales. Um, so that's how we're, we're set up today. You know, different tiers have different SLA reply times by the SDR team and they'll qualify to the AEs. Um, so traditional kind of inbound model. However, um, this year we're launching a freemium product in the first community or on learnops.com. Um, so those will be really nice top-down uh, optimizers to for, for market capture. Right. And, but as of today, it's primarily this content marketing that you have, right? So you've got a bunch of yep. blogs and all of it, and it's just driving all of that content. Yeah, 80% inbound. And, oh, and what about the rest 20%? Uh, outbound. And are these emails? like How do you sort yeah. of... You know, com combination, like we use outreach as a platform. So a combination of, uh, of email, social, and telephone calls. Got it. So now let's move on to your, you know, sales cycle and bottom of funnel, right? So once somebody discovers sure. you, once they realize that, okay, this is an interesting platform, what happens after that? Just talk through those, to that entire sales cycle. Maybe you could just pick a customer or so to help, help us really understand what happens during those, you know, discussions and negotiations as well. Yeah, so it really depends who the job title is and if they're hitting tier one or tier two. Um, if it's tier one, often we'll we'll just use a calen like a calendar scheduler uh, and go right to the AE, especially if they're within the ideal customer profile. It, we rank, it gets a high score. Um, so sometimes we'll, we'll just assume that it's qualified, skip the SDRs, go right to the account executives. Um, uh, in other times, it just depends. Are they hitting tier one or tier two? Tier two being just content leads. You know, these aren't people who have asked to speak to sales. Yeah. They're, they're just getting educated. So we, we usually leave them alone. But if they hit a piece of content three, four times, then somebody will reach out with more of the understanding of asking why. Like, why ha have you been looking up that content? What are you trying to look for? How can we help you? Um, we often try and have a 24 hour response time SLA to those leads. Cause you know, again, they're, they're not hand raisers saying, I'm ready. Talk to me. Uh, tier one leads being, um, free trials or talk to sales. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll take a sales assisted approach to those. Uh, to help guide them through the trial, if that's the path they took, or to help qualify to put them in touch with the right account executives, depending on their needs as well. 
Right. And like, what's the typical sales cycle once it goes to an account executive? What happens? So like how much time yeah, like nine, to close that? Nine, 90 to 100 days. And, it, you know, we, we're very focused at constantly driving down those timelines. Got it. And and what what really happens during those ninety to hundred days? Is it just convincing them? Maybe do you have any POVs because they've already signed up for a trial or something? No, 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 no POVs. They uh, the trial is is that uh, you know it, it's really about navigating evaluation, building up the ROI business case. We have a nice ROI calculator at Cognota, um, and uh, just helping them on their journey navigating not only to build the business case internally and where to to get budget, but also um, just info security and legal, right? You're Got selling it. to big companies. You, you have to have a trust center. You have to have your, your info security and auditing process like down path. Yeah. yeah so, so I, I missed a, Question, asking you a question, right? So like exactly sure. 12 months before, right? How many customers did you have on your platform approximately? About uh, 40. 40. So you've, you've grown by around 60 customers or so in the last 12 months, something like that? Yeah, like about 155% annualized growth rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it should be better this year. Got it. Really so now my question is, right? So to, to be able to close these 16 new deals, right? So how much of your top of funnel of leads did you actually needed it how many how many sort of came to your tie when you know whatever that that you call and how many came to your tie too and what what's the conversion rate like because like 60 deals i'm assuming even at 10 percent you should have bought at least 600 thousands of leads in that funnel right so yeah, yeah well, how yeah, does that number look like yeah we're 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 pushing to get like our our win rates towards 25 30 percent this year right. and this is from the first touch point the moment you classify them as a tire one from, from 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 a qualified sales accepted lead perspective okay. it, it, we don't really measure outside of that because again a lot of them are just like content viewers and whatnot and part of being a category creator for learn ops is that you're going to get a lot of people just learning about the category learning about um what learn ops is and we don't want to bug those people we just want them to know that we're available to help them along their journey if they need help. Got it. All right. We'll come to that category creation part in a while, right? So just sure. want to understand your retention and expansion strategy as well, right? So the moment you close a deal, you you mentioned it's it's primarily land and expand for you. And you, you talked about how your ACV grew from like 20K to 50K over the past one year. Let's just talk about what happens the moment you sort of close that, you know, first deal with the customer, right? Maybe with a smaller team. How do you sort of manage to expand that account? Yeah, it's, uh, we have an, a dedicated account management team that's just focused on uh, working in partnership with customer success. And anytime people need new seats or upsells or or additional products, account management comes in and they focus specifically on expansion. Um, uh, they don't get involved in anything else. And, you know, they, they, they carry targets and whatnot annually as well. So we... we we often will land with one L&D team and through customer success and account management, we'll try and find other use cases with other learning and development teams that are in the business or part of affiliate businesses cross-sell as well. Right. So, and like, how does your expansion rate look like as of today? So what's your NRR, for example? Uh, about uh, 145%. 145%. And like, 
how how big of a churn do you have? I'm, I'm not expecting it's it's going to be a big number given the scale of ten ten percent. We're uh, we're sitting at like uh, I think a ninety one or ninety two percent logo retention right now, and that's per year, right? Yeah, yeah, got it. All right, so yeah, so let, let's go back to your category creation part in a while, right? So so why do you say you're a category creator? Like were you the, were you literally the first one into this space with this positioning? Is that how it was? Yeah, for first for learn ops, we a, we actually own the trademark as well. Yeah. And we license it to channel partners who become trusted partners to build the category together. Because in learning and development, um, there's a red ocean in the learning management system space. And it's crazy. You'll see people just trying to close their next deal and they'll, they'll just throw out marketing content without you know, just to try and win the deal and almost lie to customers to yeah. say, oh, we're a LearnOps platform and they're not, right? So, so we, we've, we've built a strong IP moats in order to uh, deter this from becoming a buzzword. It's too mission driven and we want to responsibly build the category for the industry with other vendors and experts who want to shape this with us. And so we license it to them for free under partnership um, and we build it together. Got it. And, and put this on a timeline for me, right? When did you start the company? And when did you actually sort of decided to become a category creator? When was it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, <laughs> uh, it's not a clear path of with this company for sure. So I actually, um, had a consulting service business in L and D helping L and D teams where I stumbled across this problem. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, we started thinking about software, not knowing that this was going to become an operating system. We started with one feature and from 2017 to 2019, you know, we sold that one feature to a bunch of people small ACVs because it was a single feature, the one, one person on the L&D team, one user profile. Yeah. But in doing that, we started seeing this bigger problem to solve about becoming an operating system. So from 2019 to the end of 2021, we really focused on building out the end-to-end -end LearnOps platform. And when we got there, we realized, you know, it wasn't really enterprise ready. There was challenges because of how you have to sell into learning and development. And so we rebuilt the platform, launched it last year, and it's been like crazy since then. And when did you actually coin this, you know, term LearnOps platform? When was it? Uh, we did it for a while, but mm -hmm. we, we, we rebranded the company from Synapse to Cognota. Uh, in 2022, and that's when we formally kind of made the announcement uh, uh, at the beginning of the second half of the year. So H2, we formally announced the new positioning and the new brand with the the V2 product. And you, but you still carried over all of your older customers to the new product. Right? Yeah, yeah, got it. So, so, uh, yeah, so I'm assuming creating a new, new category, it must require a lot of external funding, right? So, so what's your funding status as of today? Yeah, we, we braved, uh, I think around 7 million, um, just signed a term sheet for our series a, uh, so we'll announce that soon. And, um, 
uh, yeah, just really pushing on community and freemium this year as well as optimizing everything that's why why would you go from enterprise you know sales motion to let's say a freemium or you know why would you go down market what's the plan there or what's the thought process there yeah so we we get hit up by a lot of the smaller lnd teams and it's not that we can't help them we can it's just it's not good for our our business model from a unit economics perspective yeah but they're also good evangelizers. They're going to talk about us. And, and because we're mission driven, we, we don't like to say we can't help you. So we're going to automate that part to help them. That way it doesn't distract salespeople and it helps us, you know, build the category more at scale. And times you'll see uh, a manager of L&D or a director of learning and development working at a customer that we don't, or a company that we don't consider our ideal customer profile today. Mm-hmm. And then they leave that company and then you track them. And yeah. two months later, they're, you know, the director of learning and development at Disney, for example, right? Which is in our ICP. So there's a lot of that that happens in our industry. And so it's just a really nice way to help the industry, but also you know, continue with category leadership. And where you want to put, put this new raised funds into? Is it into marketing? Is it into sales? This year, there's still building to do. So, you know, building out community, premium, couple features that we're really excited about around learning strategy and measurement. Um, and next year, it's really to just pour, you know, pour fuel on the sales fire. All right. Got it. All right, Ryan. So one last question here, right? So what's the vision here? Where, where do you see your company going in, let's say, five years down the line? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean we really look at a 10-year vision. Um, this isn't a business that we're trying to flip and exit right away. Like, I would prefer to take this company public one day. And why, and, why not and, just flip it? Is it? Do you have any personal reason for that? I've sold company okay. before. And, so you're a second-time founder. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get back to work, right? I'm still young. I'm not going to retire. And I think it's pretty incredible that we came across something that just literally did not exist in the world at all. And we're first in the emails and uh, the comments that we see from our industry. It it just shows you how impactful or mission-driven what we're doing is for this industry which is still very immature compared to other business functions. So if, if, if we hang tight and help them to mature and help them on that journey, I mean, the, you know, the, really the world's our oyster. Like we, there's so much we can do in this business and, and we want to play that out. Got it. All right. Uh, all right, Ryan, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Hope you scale Cognota to much, much greater heights. Thank you. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate your time.